It's Sunday. It's C. Welcome to episode six. This Sunday, we will discuss the idea of vulnerability and how it can be used to help us rather than hurt us. Our word of the day is vulnerability. And our mantra of the week is, when I'm honest about who I am and all I want, people will follow me. Last week, we discussed confidence. And only once we are able and in the habit of practicing and demonstrating confidence and sharing our thoughts and opinions, does our goal to embrace feelings of vulnerability become reasonable. You must be operating from a certain level of confidence within yourself to then shine light on the parts of yourself where you feel unsure, raw, undeveloped, unrefined, undone. This is what we're talking about today. Vulnerability. Something that we've all felt before, feel, and will continue to feel. Something that makes us all feel small or afraid or just unsure. But you're not alone. Tons of people are listening to this podcast just like you are right now, working on self-empowerment, self-success, and self-transformation, including myself. I'm here for you. Welcome to episode six, Sundays with C. If you're a young performing artist out there with some original music and you're looking for a space to play it, come through. Email me at fromthedeskofc at gmail.com. If the music fits and you think this podcast would be a great place to have it, we'll play it. Welcome back to Sundays with C, episode six, and this is Tell Me Something Good. So last week, I kind of shifted the tone of Tell Me Something Good by offering toasts. And I think that's a great way to offer some positivity in the world by pretending that you have got a nice beverage in your hand and you're offering a toast. So this week, my toast goes to one of my very best friends who just became an aunt this past week. So congratulations to you, lovely lady, and congratulations to your family. I'm toasting to all families this week in all of the many wonderful configurations that we're blessed to be a part of them in. Whether your family is you and your fiancé and your awesome French bulldog, whether your family is you and your spouse and three children, whether your family is you and a roommate and a cat, whether your family is you and six kids and the love of your life, family gets to look different for everyone. So to all those blended families out there, um, to the his and his families, to the hers and hers families, family is all about love. And family is what we all need. Nothing changes that. I just also want to take this moment to acknowledge all of the families right now that are in Louisiana and California that are living in states of stress and trauma and loss I'm sending blessings and energy to those corners of our country, knowing that my brother is is living in one of them. Louisiana, we're not all turning a cold shoulder or a blind eye to what's happening in your communities. Louisiana, we're not all ignoring what's true. Louisiana, we're here for you. I've seen so many people on my social media talking about their call to action in order to offer support to this state. And sometimes offering support is as simple as opening your mouth and saying what's real. 
So just check in with yourself and make sure that you're being aware of what's going on around you and you're doing all you can to do the most simple of things that can be seen as supportive. Open your mouth and say what's real. Check on the people you know and reach out to maybe some of the people that you don't. No matter where you are, there's always something you can do to help. That's Tell Me Something Good. Welcome back to Sundays with C, episode six. And this is the word of the day and the mantra of the week. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, the word of the day is vulnerability. And I define vulnerability as the state of being bare before others, being exposed in front of an audience, whether formal or informal, especially in times when we feel less strong, in those times where we feel raw. And how vulnerability relates to our mantra of the week is something that I'm excited to talk about. Um, Our mantra of the week is when I'm honest about who I am and all I want, people will follow me. And for me, being vulnerable means challenging yourself to live in a place of honesty with yourself and other people. When you're honest, people are going to trust you. And when people trust you, they're more likely to come to your side of the road and follow you. Now, that's not an always thing. That's what we talk about when we talk about what's in, within the realm of possibility. But it all starts with you. It all starts with you deciding that you're going to be honest in front of other people about who you really are and what things you desire. Because once people know what you've got going on inside and what your motivations are out in real life, it'll be easier to see you clearly. And when people see you clearly... Then they can make a a quick and honest decision about whether or not they can agree with you, whether or not they can support you. And then ultimately, if you're in the place of persuasion or need to be in a place of persuasion, whether or not they can follow you, even if following you just means in the philosophical sense or the theoretical sense, but especially when following you actually means following you as you lead them through whatever context you might be thinking about, a project at work, a crisis in your community, leading them through a friendship moment, um, leading them through a challenge in a relationship. We are leaders in our lives in big places, in public places, in private places, and in small places. But we do want others to follow us when we feel like we know the way. And if we want people to follow us, they have to feel like they know who we are and what we want. That's where this word of the day and mantra of the week can apply to all of us. From the desk of C. There's never a good time to break up. Dear love, it might be time to look in the mirror and stop pretending. You deserve much better. And in this instance, much better means yourself. You deserve just you. Choose yourself. I remember learning the hard lesson of lovers in our lives only lasting a season, spanning some chapters. One of the tough lessons we learn as we become adults is that nothing lasts forever. That the only thing constant in this world is change. 
staying in this relationship may feel as though it's about a lot of things. And in some ways, it is. But more than this is about anything else, right now it's just about you. It's all about you. Let's take a moment to embrace that. You're here because you fell in love, or in lust, or in deep like. You're here because at some point in your relational history with this person, you decided to take a leap, to try to bring your lives closer together. And at that time, it made sense. It felt right. And for a time, it was. But now it's time for you to say yes to happiness once more. Knowing and believing that no one should be able to make you happier than yourself. Love with someone should just escalate that love. But you should feel comfortable being your own foundation. There was a you before this relationship. There was a you while you were dating. And there will be a you once this is over. Trust me. Believe me. You are a phoenix. You are a lion. You have everything you need inside you to begin again. There's never a good time to begin again. This is not the perfect novel. This is not a romantic comedy. This is your life. But this is a story you get to write. So pick up that pen and put it all down on paper. You decide where this goes and how this ends. And what's even more lovely is that you get to decide how the next chapter begins. So start again. I've been where you are. And it's so easy to make a list of all the things that could go wrong, but think about what could go right. Know yourself. Trust yourself. Love yourself. Sincerely, C. My name is Camille Simone, and I write a personal lifestyle blog called From the Desk of C. My life deserves to be a place where I can live happily in love with myself. Your life deserves to be a place where you can live happily in love with yourself. I want to share every page of my story here with you while I continue my journey through my 20-somethings as a mostly rational, highly emotional, and passionately intellectual young woman. Want more C? Visit the personal lifestyle blog at findingthespacebetween.blogspot.com. Is this real life? Update. You've heard me do this segment the last couple weeks, and now I'm inviting you to join in. Share with me. I want to hear your voices. I want to hear about moments from your weeks, too. Have your Is This Real Life moment on the show. Record your moment as a soundbite via the Voice Memo app on your phone and send it over to me. It's that easy. Record it and email it right over to fromthedeskofc at gmail.com. And if you're feeling a little shy, that's cool. Write in with your first name and where you're from, and I will read the segment for you. Laughter's contagious. Pass it on. Welcome back to Sundays with C, Episode 6. And this is Ask for What You Need. Asking for what you need This is a lesson that stays relevant in our lives for our whole life. And this show, Sundays with C, actively engages you as an audience member to reflect 
And I acknowledge that that takes work. That takes time. And you've got to have the time in your life and in your day, but also the space in your mind and your heart to really sit down and listen to this podcast. It's asking you to be active. It's asking you to do some work. And I just want you to know, if you're listening and you've been listening to this season of Sundays with C, thank you. And know that you're not alone. So many people are working on the things that you're working on right now. And a lot of people really care about the things that we're talking about in the same way that you do. And I just want to share some exciting news that kind of puts that in perspective for me, but I also hope puts it in perspective for you. In the first episode of this podcast airing six weeks ago, I posted it on a Sunday night, uh, three hours before midnight, and this podcast received 639 plays in the first three hours of it being posted on the internet. And that was six weeks ago. Week two, that number grew to 682 plays in the first night of it being posted. And that is a pat on the back and a testament and a huge hug and thank you to you for listening and for sharing this podcast. But I wanted to share that stat with you to tell you that you're not alone. We are building a community here one Sunday at a time. And that fills my heart with joy and really fuels me to keep this going and to keep pushing. And that's why I thank every single person who writes in telling me something that they they really want to hear more about because you are the reason that we have a community. And even though this is a community that we are only able to... um, sense because we don't see this community or hear about this community in any way. It exists. And I look at those numbers and I think about the people around the world that are listening to this podcast, literally around the world. Um, Blogger has given me an opportunity to be able to see the analytics on where people are logging in and, and listening to this podcast from. We have listeners that are tuning in from all over the United States. Yes, which is wonderful. And I'm excited to say that we have listeners that are tuning in from so many different corners of our world. Portugal and Ireland and France, Italy, Germany, Canada, Spain, the United Kingdom, Jordan. And it's so exciting to think about our community being global when I think about next steps. And I want to talk to you about that next step. Sundays with C is launching a Facebook page. And even though Facebook has been around and isn't a new thing, the idea of moving to another social media platform together is exciting to me. Because this community that you have only been able to sense is now going to be one that you can see in some way. The Facebook page is launching September 1st, so save the date and be ready to like it and to share it, share it, share it. Click that button. If you like what we're doing, if you like what I'm doing, if you like um, the work and progress that we are asking people to push forward in themselves, you got to share it with the people around you so that we can just see how far our reach goes. It's exciting because the podcast is focused on self-success and self-empowerment and self-transformation. It's so positive and we're living in a world right now where positivity is something that we all need 
and that the world could use a lot more of. So please join me in celebrating the excitement surrounding this Facebook page. Remember, the date is September 1st. I look forward to um, growing our community with you at the helm. You're the reason that it exists. And thank you to the young listener who wrote in suggesting this topic of vulnerability, something that we could all afford to think about a little more when we think about things that we want to work on. Because vulnerability, being vulnerable, doesn't feel good to anyone. But if we can turn that into opportunity, remarkable things could happen. So in this segment of Ask for What You Need, this young person is asking us to talk about vulnerability and why it can be helpful to us as opposed to harmful in every situation that we might think of it in. And in order to kind of approach this, I'm going to set us up with a few questions to think about. So why is it that vulnerability can be more helpful than harmful in some contexts? And, and what are those contexts? And how will you know when you see them? And lastly, what can you do to capitalize on those moments, to turn something scary into something wonderful, to turn something hard into something that's easy, to turn something that seems like impossible into possible? We'll talk about that in this segment of Thinking Out Loud coming next. Welcome back to Sundays with C, Episode 6, and this is Thinking Out Loud. So I set us up with a few intro questions to think about as we wrap our, our minds and our hearts around this idea of being vulnerable and being open to being vulnerable, knowing that it could help us. It's not always there to hurt us and how to turn those moments where we think something awful is going to happen into a moment that can offer promise. So the first question that I asked us to think about is, you know, why is it that vulnerability can be more helpful than harmful in some contexts. And to that I say to you that when we share our vulnerability, we are showing and welcoming others to share in our humanity. And it can be helpful because it can bring people closer. Embracing vulnerability could actually build bridges in our lives. The second question that I posed to us is, um, you know, what are these contexts? What are these contexts in which you're speaking about where these moments can exist? And my response to that is that these moments can present themselves anywhere, in our personal life and in our professional life, in any place that you can imagine, in a friendship, in a relationship, in a connection that you have with someone at work, um, you know, anywhere, anywhere where we are. This moment can present itself because inevitably, just by being human and all being in the same place, we're bound to be stuck in these moments of vulnerability. In response to my third question of how will you know when you, when you stumble upon these moments, to that I say to you that these moments, when being vulnerable can be helpful to your cause, your work, your mission, there are several moments that we can take advantage of and some of those example scenarios or situations where we feel anxiety, frustration, fear, pressure, and especially our ego. And you notice there that the moments that I'm highlighting are all actually tied to very specific emotions. So um, inevitably, what I'm, what I'm getting down to here is that you're going to have to check in with yourself and use what emotions you're feeling as a thermometer to get a sense of 
what the temperature is on your level of vulnerability. All the words that I said when you're feeling anxious, frustrated, fear or afraid, when you're feeling pressure, and when you're feeling your ego start to activate, those are the times where you're probably stumbling onto a situation where there might be some vulnerability involved. And lastly, what can you do to capitalize on those moments? That's what we really want to know, right? I know those moments when I'm in them. I believe you. Vulnerability can help me. I know those contexts can happen anywhere in my life. All right, what do I do when those moments? What do I do with them? And to that I say, when you find yourself in a moment where you feel like, I'm feeling vulnerable right now and it doesn't feel good, I'm going to ask you to capitalize on them by slowing down and assessing the situation first. Take a deep breath. Take in the landscape and really assess what's happening around you. And ask yourself, why do I feel vulnerable right now? Right now in this moment, why do I feel vulnerable? What truth can I offer to this situation? What's keeping me from being real right now? Whatever real means in this scenario, what's keeping me from the truth right now? Is it embarrassment? Is it regret? Is it guilt? Is it paranoia? What is it? And what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose if you decide to offer some truth to this situation and be real right now? If you decide to ask that question that's going to let everybody know that you're confused about something, or if you decide to make that comment that's gonna let everybody know you disagree, what do you have to lose? And there's, there's two roads now here. If there's too much at stake, if it's too much, this may not be where you try to practice giving in to being vulnerable. This might not be that example situation for you. But if you can find scenarios where you don't have much to lose or you have less to lose than you would in other scenarios, I'm asking you to take a risk. To take a risk to offer truth to the situation and embrace your vulnerability. When you do this, remarkable things can happen because immediately you're bearing yourself to others. You're exposing yourself and subjecting yourself to judgment just by being honest. And a lot of times the people that are in those scenarios with you that are acting as just witnesses immediately offer you respect. Even if they don't agree with where you're coming from, what you've just done by exposing your raw self warrants respect. Because honestly, it's something that people don't get up and do every day by default, just because life is complicated. And once you get that respect and you're gaining their trust, those people that are witnessing you be vulnerable will be more likely to follow you, to head wherever you're going, whether that's theoretically, philosophically, or literally, calling them to action. But you've got to give them something they can believe in. You've got to give them something to hold on to and offering depth by way of truth and ignoring your feelings of vulnerability is a really good way to get started. That's this segment of Thinking Out Loud. Stay tuned for the challenge of the week.
Last week's Thinking Out Loud challenge was actually our first social media challenge, which is fitting now that we all know that Sundays with C is moving to Facebook. So this was a great opportunity to kind of test the water and get people thinking about Sundays with C as a handle and a hashtag and tagging me and adding me on their social media platforms in order to connect with me and share their responses to the prompt. The prompt was challenging you all to go out into the world and share the opinions that you have on your heart and mind with any pre-established audience that you already have. And you had four options. You could share truth about what drives you or motivates you in life. You could share with others something that perhaps people wouldn't notice about you at first glance. You could share an idea or concept um, regarding this life that we live that brings you inner conflict that you want to see more resolution to. Or you could share a thought that others may be thinking but aren't saying out loud. And I want to take a moment to share with you a few of the responses. I'm also very grateful to say that we got so many responses that I'm actually going to be splitting up what responses I share today versus what I share in episode seven. So if you want to hear them all, you've got to stay tuned. Let's get started with today's listener responses. The following listeners all share in common that they selected option one. Each of them decided to share a truth about what drives you or motivates you to live your life the way you've decided to live it. Our first response comes from J.P. Largnard. What motivates me to live life the way I do? I lost my mom and dad back in August of 2005 and 2007. This was a major loss to me and my family in ways that I couldn't really explain to the masses. One thing that stuck out with me is how my mom passed. At the time of her accident, she might have been the healthiest and fit person I knew at her age. I remember how she went from a trace of breast cancer to nothing and was taking my dad from prostate cancer to great health once again. But she was taken from us in the blink of an eye. I went into a deep state of anger and sadness to the point where I found myself out of shape and weighing up to 200 pounds. I have never been 200 pounds of anything in my life. That day, as I stood on that scale and read 200 pounds, I said to myself what my mom would say to me. And as I heard her voice in my head saying, get your ass up and get to work, I then dedicated myself to a world of fitness and healthy living. I began to run. I started to exercise. I started to eat right. I began to do all those little things I used to see her do on a daily basis. Now it's a part of my lifestyle to where I want to share it with the rest of the world. I want to share my knowledge and energy and goals with everyone. These two reasons have put me on the track to live the life that I'm currently living. Right now, I'm in the first steps of getting my personal trainer certification. I want my own brand and a fitness clothing line. I want my own gym. I want to be known as a trainer that has changed the lives of people and helped people become better physically and mentally. And this is why I live my life the way I do. I just push, lift. That is me, and that's why I do what I do. Our second response this week comes from a young man named Ryan. I am in a period of my life with a lot of change. Two years ago, I graduated from the school that I attended for seven years, grew immensely, and loved dearly. This summer, I completed my last year as an intern at an arts program that has been an enormous part of my life for eight years and has truly shaped me into the person I am today. After really settling into college and finding my place where I'm happy and the people who make me happy, I've chosen to spend a semester abroad. When I return to the U.S., I only have one year and a half before I'm out in the real world. 
now all this change is very scary and holds a lot of uncertainty, but it's also very exciting. I'm given a chance to make my mark on as many places as I can reach while also discovering new things about the world and about myself. Once I settle into a job that I will hypothetically and hopefully get in the future, those types of opportunities are harder to come by. When you talk to college students about this period of their life, it's all excitement. Everyone talks about how great college is and how it will be the best years of your life. I agree with this sentiment, and I think it's so important to enjoy college and the opportunities it gives. However, I've also seen so many high school acquaintances leave for college and forget about everyone with whom they spent so many years growing. They get so caught up in the newness of faux adulthood that college is all they think about, and they forget about actively keeping in touch with the other people who are important to them but are not with them at the moment. I am, of course, guilty of this as well. Ask many of my friends how I am at texting and you will not hear enthusiastic responses. However, so much of what drives me to live my life the way I do is keeping the people who I love and love me a part of it. Finding people who truly appreciate you and care about you is not easy, so I do my best to hold on to them. Those are the people who push me to try harder, who help me when things are difficult, and who are always there exactly when I need them. Those are the people who inspire me, and keeping those types of people in my life makes me a better person. Our third response comes from a young man who will be named Anonymous. Coming to college, I met someone who completely I fell in love with as my best friend and just her as a person. I literally did everything with this girl and had the best time in the world with her. She had been dealing with some depression issues and other mental health issues and took a term off from school this year. Here at the school where I attend for college, we have a summer term when people come back for the summer for school and the first day of classes before she came up, she passed away from an anaphylactic allergic reaction. Losing someone who I felt was the closest person in my life to me after even speaking with her until midnight the night before it occurred really messed with me at the start of the summer. She lived life to the fullest and as cliche and cheesy as that sounds, it's true. She dealt with so much hardship and tough things but always was so happy to help and lend a hand and just be the amazing person she was. Living in sadness over someone you're close to and love to death is hard. But if you choose to live remembering them in all you do and doing it the best you can, that's the most meaningful thing that you can do. Of course, I love her, and in order to honor her life and not forget her, I'm going to live the best life I can because she'd be so upset if I never let myself enjoy life and everything it has to offer because she's gone. Our fourth response today comes from a woman named Courtney. This summer, I had the privilege of working with men and women who have sacrificed so much to keep our country safe, our veterans. I can honestly say that I've been shaped as a person and a growing occupational therapist by these men and women who are working hard to overcome not only physical, but emotional and mental obstacles as a result of their time spent in service. After reading this question to myself, I thought of how inspired I am by the patients I work with. One in particular was a man, 97 years of age, who served in World War II, now a veteran for his duty. This man, upon meeting him for the first time, answered a very important question that occupational therapists ask in order to find what is, what is meaningful to patients. I asked him, what goal do you have for yourself that you would like to achieve? His reply to be able to stand from my wheelchair and walk a few steps. So simple to some, but the world to him. 
His goal was set and his motivation to achieve it lit a fire in him to work hard and reach that goal. In just a few short weeks, his wife of 10 years sat beside us and watched her husband reach his goal of walking 10 steps after standing from his wheelchair. His wife's eyes were filled with tears, expressing the love and pride she had for her husband. In that moment, I was proud, inspired, and honored to be an occupational therapist. To have been a part of the reason he was able to reach that goal. To have worked with him for weeks in order to help him achieve what was most meaningful to him. To have that privilege to work with veterans on a daily basis helps me put my own life in perspective. Our veterans have been brave enough to serve our country, and now they are facing a a plethora of challenges after returning back home. It is these resilient individuals who inspire me to strive every day for self-improvement, both in my field of work and my personal life. I'm motivated to achieve my goals to help my current and future patients achieve theirs. Our final response for option one this week comes from a woman who will be left as anonymous. Personal growth. As a kid, there was a limit to the ideas or possibility that I was allowed to explore. I was motivated to attend college to learn about the factors that shaped what I'd been taught to believe. And after I left college, I became a high school teacher to help kids be able to decide their own criteria and ideas for themselves and push the limits of their knowledge and abilities. I ended up leaving secondary teaching so that I could do that for myself. I don't know what the future holds. But the inner truth that I try to look to guidance for is, what can I do today that will make me better tomorrow? Option two was to share with others something they perhaps wouldn't notice at first glance when meeting you or even from knowing you socially. And we have a young woman who wrote in who will be left anonymous who shared, something you wouldn't know about me from meeting me or knowing me socially is that no matter how well I know someone, every time I go to talk to a friend, I get extremely nervous. Even though some may know me for my outspoken opinions, when it comes to one-on-one conversations and interactions, I get nervous. And our final response today is somebody who chose to explore option four, which was share a thought that others may be thinking but aren't saying out loud. And the person that wrote in is a lovely woman named Eden. In brief, So many of the posts we see as of late are snarky and biting and filled with memes and facts that ultimately may not be true. Words matter. If we are to type them, use them, share them, I would ask that we think twice. Fact check and be sure that we aren't hurting others or inciting any more volatility than we are already experiencing in the world. This week's Thinking Out Loud Challenge is a continuation of social media challenge number one from last week in episode five. Last week, I challenged you to go out into the world and share the opinions you had on your heart and mind with any of your pre-established audiences. It was based on our mantra of the week last week, words matter. I will choose them wisely and speak them passionately. And I think we could agree that this week's mantra about vulnerability and choosing to stand in your truth also relates. So choose from one of the four options and post on your social media in response to one of the prompts. Option one, share truth about what drives you or motivates you to live your life the way you've decided to. Option two, share with others something that perhaps they wouldn't notice about you at first glance when meeting you or even from knowing you socially. Option three, share an idea or a concept that brings you inner conflict that you'd like to see resolved in our lifetime. 
And option four, share a thought that others may be thinking, but aren't saying out loud. Write in to me. If we're friends on social media, tag me or at me. If we're not, take a screenshot of what you wrote on your social media and email it to me at fromthedeskofc at gmail.com. This week's sharings were wonderful. I want to hear more from you. Write in. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sundays with C. Make listening to this podcast easy. Subscribe on YouTube and share it with a friend who could use some of the magic we're talking about. We're a podcast dedicated to focusing on your self-empowerment, your self-success, and your self-transformation. One Sunday at a time. Visit C's Lifestyle blog at findingthespacebetween.blogspot.com and send your questions, episode topic requests, and comments to from the desk of C at gmail.com. Sundays with C is written and produced by personal life consultant Camille Edwards. If you're staying here with us for this week's Seconds of Serenity, please settle into silence and welcome stillness. If this is where our paths part ways, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Same time, same place, same sea. Welcome to Seconds of Serenity. If you are new to joining this segment of the show, welcome. Seconds of Serenity is our opportunity to share a few self-affirmations for the week. I invite you to find someplace quiet to sit and settle in. I invite you to find a space where you feel safe and relaxed to just listen to the goals that we're going to set for ourselves this week. It's inspired by the word of the day and the mantra of the week. And it gives us a few phrases and sentences to keep in mind as we push toward our goals. This week, I will remember that vulnerability isn't always harmful. This week, I will remember that I have a choice. This week, I can choose to stand in truth. Knowing that standing in truth means living in power. I choose power. People will follow me once they know they can trust me. People will follow me once they know they can trust me. I want others to follow me. I want others to trust me. Part of being a leader means standing and living in my total and absolute truth. Being vulnerable does not make me weak. And I will acknowledge where and when it can make me strong. I choose strength. Namaste.